friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. And welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings, where we are totally obsessed with bringing your shop from struggling sales to consistent cha-chings. My name is Lauren, and I'm so thankful for you to be back again with me today. Thank you for listening. On today's episode, we are going to be talking analytics. And I know analytics are something that a lot of people struggle with and that are kind of intimidating for a lot of people just because they don't really want to sort of analyze the numbers part of the business. But in today's episode, we are going to be diving into the most important analytics that you need to focus on so that you're not overwhelmed by all of the numbers that Etsy provides, but instead you can just focus on the ones that are going to get the most impact for your shop and going to give you the most information about what actually is going on in the back end part of your shop. But first, I want to read the review of the week. This week's review comes from Ruby Moselle's quilts on Etsy. Michelle makes adorable lap quilts and baby quilts and embroidered tea towels and all sorts of quilted items in her shop. So check that out, Ruby Moselle's quilts. And her review says, these podcasts are full of great info for selling on Etsy. I came across Lauren's Facebook group and I have to say I love her. She gives usable instructions on what works on Etsy and what doesn't. I've taken several classes on Etsy selling and have never come across such useful guidance. I'm super excited to be in Lauren's class this fall, and I can't wait to learn from her expertise. Thank you so much, Michelle, for the sweet review. And I am also so glad that you are in the class this fall. It's been so much fun working with you, and I can't wait to see where your Etsy shop goes in the future. I know that y'all hear this all the time from podcasts, but it really does make a difference leaving a review. It helps for just to get that feedback and that social proof from other people that are listening to it. And it also helps the algorithm with iTunes. So I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It means the world to me. So let's dive in to those analytics today so we can really get started working through those numbers. Why should we care about analytics? Like, why do we even have to do this? Why can't we just make our products and ignore the number sides of things like a lot of us would like to do? The reason that analytics are so important is that you don't know what's working and what's not working or how to move forward to improve your shop if you don't have a solid grasp of the numbers that are going on in your shop. So you don't know what's not working so that you can improve it if you don't have that sort of analytic hard numbers that you're working with, not just like a feeling or like, I feel like this product never sells. You wanna have actual hard proof of what's working and what's not. So looking at your analytics and really analyzing them is the only real way to see how customers are responding to your shop, how they're responding to your products. And this is particularly true if you don't have that many sales, so you can't really judge how people are responding to your shop based off of the sales of your product. 
because your sales are pretty low. So you have to be able to look at the other numbers that are surrounding things to be able to see where is the disconnect between what you're wanting to happen and what's actually happening in your shop or where is sort of the drop off where people are looking at your products, but they're not purchasing or maybe they're not even looking and your traffic is really low. So we're going to dive into those numbers today and hopefully you can sort of begin the process of looking at those numbers in order to improve the factors that go into building those numbers so that they can improve. I do want to throw it out there for you. If you are sort of overwhelmed with the analytical part of it and you want some help tracking your analytics so that you can look at them on a month by month or a week by week or however you decide to break it down, and be able to compare those numbers against each other, I do have a tracker that you can download totally free. It is a worksheet that basically has fill in the blank boxes for all the different analytics and also a worksheet of how you can calculate those analytics for the ones that you actually have to do the math for. And if you want to download that, it is at creativemomboss.com forward slash tracker. Okay, so the first analytic that we need to be paying attention to and really focusing in our efforts on is our number of visits. So the visits are the number of people who are actually coming into your shop and seeing your product. So either they've come into your shop from social media or from an email or they've actually clicked on the search. So if you just come up in the search but they don't click on your product, it will not count as a visit. So a visit is somebody who actually comes into your shop and looks at your stuff. This is super important for obvious reasons, but I'll say it anyway, you can't sell anything without people actually looking at your products. So visits is sort of the basic number that you need to work on getting up if you are just starting out and not that many people are looking at your products. You can't sell them if nobody's clicking. So we wanna get more eyes on your products. Etsy breaks out your visits into visits and views. So when you look at your stats dashboard in the backend part of your Etsy shop, you'll see your visits and your views. The visits are the number of people, like individual browsers, individual people that are coming to your shop on that day. And the views are the number of times people have looked at individual items or individual listings. So one person who is window shopping through your entire shop could make your views be like 150 views, but you only have one visit. So almost all of the time, your visits are gonna be lower than your views because people are gonna be looking at more than one product a lot of times, or people are just gonna be clicking around and so your views will be higher. That's not a bad thing, actually it's a good thing because the more engaged people are in your product and the more they are actually truly interested in your product, the more likely they are gonna be to click. Maybe they click to, click to your shop homepage or maybe they click to another item that you offer that's very similar to what they saw in the search but it's in a different color or a different pattern or it's a different size or whatever. On average, I have about double the views to visits. So each person in my shop is, on average, looking at about two products before they buy. So I feel like that is pretty good because it shows that, I think that it's probably semi-unlikely that somebody just comes into your shop, they look at that one product, and then they buy. Although, of course, we do have those buyers who like never read anything and they never look around and they have no idea what's going on. But on 
average, I think that a lot of people will click on a listing from the search and they'll read through the listing. At least I know this is how I shop. You click on the listing on the search, they read through the listing, and then they'll click back to the front page of the shop and maybe look over your policies, maybe look at the other products that you have, maybe click on another product, and then maybe they go back to the original one and buy that. So they're doing a little bit of browsing. Like think about when you walk into Old Navy and you're looking for a shirt. Even if you already know what you're looking for, you walk into that shop and maybe you look at a few other shirts before you decide that the one that you originally liked is actually the best one and that's the one you're gonna buy. But it's unlikely that you just have like tunnel vision and you go in, you buy one shirt, and then you leave and don't look at anything else. So I don't think it's a bad thing for the views to be out of alignment with the visits. The only time I would maybe say that there's a red flag with those numbers is with our next analytic that we need to pay attention to, which is the conversion rate. Your conversion rate is the number of people who actually convert into buyers. So these are the people who go from window shopping or browsing into actually buying your products and checking out and becoming a customer. So it's pretty typical if you're a newer shop to have one to 2% conversion rate based off of your visits, not your views. So you only wanna be counting the number of people that actually come into your shop, not the total number of products that they look at. That's where I would say that perhaps those numbers can get a little bit of out of whack and you wanna be aware of them because let's say you had 10 visits, so you had 10 people that came into your shop and you had 100 views. So each of those 10 people looked at 10 products on average. And then you had one sale. That would be a 10% conversion rate, which wouldn't be bad, but each of those buyers was extremely engaged before they dropped off. So they didn't just click into your shop and then leave five seconds later. They actually spent the time to go searching through 10 different listings and 10 different products, but then only one person ended up buying. Now, obviously those numbers are just an example and that could be totally not true because you could have one buyer who looked through 100 different products and none of the rest of the buyers actually were interested to begin with. But you wanna be looking over you know, a 30-day span or a 60-day span, not really just on um, just one day of visits and views. So you wanna to try to get the conversion rate up, obviously. Higher conversion rate would mean higher sales for the number of visitors and views that you're getting into your shop. And since you already have that traffic, then it's easier for you to convert those people into buyers. They are already coming into your shop for a reason, so they're already clicking on your products. So you want to make those people who are clicking actually make the decision to buy. The conversion rate is a really good metric to watch because it's relative to how much traffic you're getting. So whereas I could tell you that I get about 254 visits per day to my shop, that's the average over the last 30 days, that number is really only going to matter when you look at the conversion rate. And the conversion rate is going to be consistent regardless of if you get 50 views per day or visits per day, sorry, or 500 visits per day. So it's a rate um, which makes it a little bit easier for you to sort of have that comparison over time because as you get more established and as your brand grows, hopefully, your visits will continue to grow, but your conversion rate, it should go up a little bit, but it doesn't grow up uh, hugely dramatically. Like it's not like you go from 1% to 30% or anything.
The conversion rate I also like to have in mind because it continues to show you and to reinforce to you that there is going to be a very high percentage of people who are not going to buy from your shop. And that is true across the board for all shops, for everything that you do, the vast majority of people are not going to buy. Typically with newer shops, that conversion rate is one to 2% based off the visits to your shop. And as you get more established or as your brand grows and your shop gets more popular, you're going to want to be moving more towards four to 5% or maybe even higher. But I think a solid four to 5% is really good. This year for me, over the last 12 months, it, it has been 4.5%. Last year, it was 4.2%. So mine has stayed fairly consistent and my traffic has also stayed fairly consistent within this year and last year, although it has declined just a bit. But because my conversion rate has increased just a bit, it's been pretty much even from last year to this year. So the last thing I want to say about conversion rate is that these numbers really show you how your shop is doing in terms of the Etsy quality score because Etsy wants people to be engaged in your product. So they want you, people to come into your shop. They want them to browse around and look at different listings. They want them to scroll through the pictures that you have, and then they want them to buy, obviously. But even if they do not buy, they want them to have that engagement with your shop and be really invested in what they're looking at. They're not just like passive browsers. They want you to have listings that draw the attention of the buyer. This is also why I do not like the sort of traffic trains that people have. If you are in Facebook groups, sometimes people will say like, head over to my shop and like my listing or favorite my shop or whatever. And there's this whole rush of traffic, but none of those people really were interested in your products to begin with. So they were not engaged buyers and that does not help your quality score because they're just passively looking at your shop and it's showing Etsy that there's a whole bunch of people that come into your shop but nobody actually wants to buy, which does not show Etsy that people are engaged with your products or that you have a good quality shop. The last metric that we're going to talk about is your average order value. So this is the only one on there that on your stats dashboard that is not already calculated for you. Etsy recently updated the stats dashboard. They didn't used to include the conversion rate on there as a percentage. You used to have to calculate that for yourself. Now they actually do include the conversion rate. However, they do not include the average order value. So to get your average order value, you'd calculate your total revenue divided by your total number of orders. The only thing about it is in your dashboard, on your stats dashboard, the revenue that Etsy shows you does not include the shipping costs. So if you have free shipping, then it doesn't matter. If you charge for free or if you charge for shipping, then that amount is not going to include the amount that you collect for shipping. So that only matters because when you go to calculate your average order value, you may see that your average order is $30, but your invoices that you're sending to people or the invoices that they're getting with their listings is $35 because they pay $5 in shipping. So it ends up evening out because that shipping amount that you're collecting is not actually really revenue because you're obviously paying for shipping. 
But back in the day when people used to have really high shipping costs because they weren't paying fees on the shipping, that was more important because they were actually making a profit from those shipping costs. So I just wanted to point that out just because if you look at your finances tab and you click on the taxpayer ID part, if you have that part set up, the number on there that is collected for the whole year for the finances tab is gonna be different than what's on your dashboard. So that's the discrepancy, it's the shipping charges. So anyway, that was a side note, but the average order value tells you how much are people buying. So it's always going to be easier to sell more products to the same person than it is going to be trying to constantly attract new customers or constantly draw new people into your brand. It's gonna be easier to sell the same thing over and over and over again to the same person or, or varieties of that item. So you want the general trend to be going up because it is easier to sell to those repeat buyers. You want them to come back and buy again and you want to find ways that you can get the average order value up so that you're getting more money every time somebody is making that purchase. This doesn't just have to mean that you raise your prices though, although it could mean that, but probably if your pricing is on point and it's where it should be, then you're not going to be able to raise your prices by you know 20% just randomly while you're offering the same thing. My favorite way of trying to get the order average order value up is to have smaller items that you're including in with the package or smaller purchased items that they can add on to the package to increase the value. So for example, when I used to sell burp cloth sets, one way that I got the average order value up was to also add in bibs to complement those burp cloth sets. So instead of a $25 burp cloth set, people were ordering a $35 or a $40 burp cloth and bib set. And my average order value increased dramatically because of that. Now it was also more work for me, obviously, because I was making more product, but it was easier for me to then sell those $35 and $40 orders. It was just as easy to sell those as it was to sell the $20 or $25 orders. And then I was making more money because I had healthy profit margins on all of those. This is also why stores like to have, and Etsy is included in that, those minimum purchases for free shipping. So when Etsy implemented the free shipping this year and really started pushing it, it's free shipping on individual products or free shipping over $35. So if you sell items that are generally under $35, like smaller items, baby hair bows, stickers, t-shirts, smaller, lighter weight items, I would really encourage you to have that minimum order of $35 because if somebody's gonna buy one of them and then pay $5 for shipping, or they're gonna buy two of them and get free shipping, it's gonna benefit you more for them to buy two of them and for you to include free shipping in that. It just allows you to have more margins. Now this is all assuming that your pricing is where it should be and that you have healthy profit margins because if you do not have healthy profit margins, then selling more product is not really going to help that. You're just going to be working more for the same low margins. But assuming that you do have good profit margins on your products, having this average order value go up really helps you when you begin to look at the other costs associated with your business. So let's say you are using promoted listing or Etsy ads, and you're looking at what the cost is for each sale that you're making on those ads. So what are those ads costing you per sale? 
if your average order value is $20 and it costs you $1.50 per sale in advertising, that's a really different picture than if your average order value is $50 and it's still costing you $1.50 or even $3. Because your profit margins should be high enough that when you sell multiple products, you have a lot more room a lot more wiggle room to work with in that advertising. I know this episode was the three analytics you should look at for your Etsy shop, but I wanted to throw in one bonus stat that I think is really, really important. And it's one of the biggest ways that I have continued to grow my shop and my shop continues to still grow and be self-sustaining, even though I do not do much promotion of my shop at this point. And that is to look at your repeat customers. Your repeat customers is not a stat. Etsy doesn't ever give you a place where they say which percentage of customers are coming back to be repeat customers and which ones are new customers, unfortunately. I wish that they did, but they don't. So they don't give you that number, but it's something that you can look at over the course of time, even if you only picked like one random month or three random months and you went through your orders for that time frame and looked on the back end part of your shop when you click on your orders and shipping it will give a little star next to people who are repeat buyers of your shop so when you go back and look at your orders or you can even look at your completed orders if you don't currently have any orders in your queue there will be a star next to the people who've ordered from you before and again etsy's not keeping track of that well They may be keeping track of it, but they're not giving you that information as a percentage of buyers or as a flat number. But it is definitely a trend to look at in your shop because as I said before, it's always going to be easier to keep selling to the same people over and over again, particularly if you sell gifts that somebody can buy for somebody else. So they can buy from your shop and then they buy it for their mother and they buy it for their sister and they buy it for their mother-in-law and they buy it for their best friend and then whatever. They keep buying the same gift for different people. I bring this up because this has been my experience and it's been something that's been very easy for me and um, that's been kind of surprising to me because I didn't necessarily expect it when I started out. But I sell monogrammed baby things and I really advertise them as monogram baby gifts. And I was looking through, I get a ton of repeat customers because what I found is people that are in that season of life where they're having babies and their friends are having babies and everybody around them is having babies, they're in that, in that time period. They want an easy, thoughtful baby gift that they can just buy and send to somebody and they don't really have to think about it, but it comes across as being really special and personalized. So I was looking back through my recent orders and I saw somebody that had just bought a blanket last week and it was the 15th blanket that I had sold to her. And I also have a customer who I recently mailed the 31st package to because this person buys them as corporate gifts for employees in the business and they just order the same thing over and over again and send it to the employee that had a baby. So having those repeat customers, it's the most passive traffic you can possibly have. Like they are seeking you out to buy this thing that they've already bought. They already know the drill. They already understand all the questions that you're gonna ask. These are the people who already know how to leave the name, how to tell me the monogram, how to tell me the fonts that they want. Like I don't have to do anything. They're the easiest customers. 
So having those repeat customers is just amazing. And it helps to build that tribe of loyalty to your shop. Like these people who buy 31 gifts for me, they're not bargain shopping. They're not comparing me to my competition. They're coming on because they have already established all of that with me. And we both already understand the program. And it's very, very simple for them. So that's why they're coming back to me again and again. They can get this high quality, personalized, quick shipping, gift wrapped, blah, blah, blah. And so that puts me in a position where I don't really have to worry about those people going away because they're, like I said, they're not comparing me to my competition. They're coming directly onto my shop and ordering from me. So that those loyal repeat customers build up as you go. So as you build up your sales, maybe you have one repeat customer and then six months later you have three or four and then six months later you have five or six or 10 and then six months later you have 15 and and it builds, it's like a snowball effect. The more sales you get, the more repeat customers you're going to have. And then you add in new customers in addition to those loyal customers, and it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And this is kind of also why sales tends to be sort of this exponential growth factor. Like it takes, it's, it is truly the snowball effect. Like it takes a little while to keep going. It takes a little while to build. And then all of a sudden you just notice this really big takeoff. And a lot of that I think is because those repeat customers keep coming back and you're building new customers as they're coming. And so it just continues to grow like that. So those are my analytics that I would pay attention to. The visits, the conversion rate, the average order value and the rate of repeat customers. Although that one is going to be, like I said, a little bit more difficult to calculate and you're gonna to have to do it yourself. But you don't have to do that every month or anything. It's more just to have a general idea. Are you getting a lot of repeat customers? Do you never have repeat customers? You never have somebody that comes back and buys again? or almost everyone that buys in your shop is a repeat customer. Those would be dramatically different scenarios. So you kind of just wanna have a grasp of how that's going in your shop and kind of what's going down with that. I hope that this has been helpful for you as you move forward in looking at those numbers. I know we've had a lot of number-based uh, work lately, but that's because I really want to, as we are wrapping up 2019, I want you to have it in your mind where you kind of stand with your shop and where you stand with your sales and how that is really going for you. And it's impossible to do that if you don't have a good grasp of those numbers. So it is so important to have that number part of your business squared away so that you can focus on the creative part with a good grasp of what's going on on the business side of things. If you need help with that, again, that tracker download is creativemomboss.com forward slash tracker. And you have to sign up for it, but it comes immediately. So it's an immediate download for you and you can have a little fill in the blank. My plan when I created that tracker is to track it month to month to month. So I can, you can look at your stats on Etsy and you can compare time over time. I am a very visual learner and I like to have that physical printout that I can look and label it. Here is for October, here is for November, here is for December, and I can compare physically sheet by sheet what's going on each month. So that is why I created it and I hope it's helpful for you all as well. Thank you so much for joining me this week and I will see you back here next week. Remember that tracker if you're wanting it, creativemomboss.com forward slash tracker. And 
Next week, we are going to be diving into getting ready for the holidays on Etsy. So I cannot wait to talk about that with you and get ready to be in the holiday spirit. I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.